0: Welcome to the Becoming Witchy Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly of Bramble and Brimstone. Join me as we discuss practical witchcraft, share witchy tips, aha moments, tools, and resources that have helped us on our way, and as we discuss how magic shows up in our everyday. This podcast is here to encourage and support you on your own witchy way. Welcome to episode eight of the Becoming Witchy Podcast. Thank you for being here today. I hope everyone is having a good start to the new year. Today, we're going to talk about Imulk, which is coming up in just a few weeks on February 1st. And I just want to say that tuning into these uh, and celebrating these seasonal cycles has been really helpful in my magical practice. I think it's really just the act of slowing down enough to take notice of what cycles are happening in the earth and gaining an awareness of what nature is doing and how it impacts everything else around it. And how it impacts us, we're all part of this cycle, and bringing awareness to that just allows us to tap into that magic. Imulk is the first holiday that I celebrated when I committed to my year of magic, so I'm excited to talk about it and share it with you today. But first, we're gonna head to the seasonal corner and reflect on last episode's card draw. Welcome to the seasonal corner. It's mid-January, And normally around here in Southern Ohio, it's really cold and frosty and icy. But this year has been super weird. In the last episode, I think I mentioned that we had a 60 degree day, which was so strange. And then the very next day, it was back below freezing. Very confusing. This is like more of the weather that we expect in March around here. But even when we have the odd warm day, I have to keep reminding myself that it's still winter It's going to be cold for a little bit longer, right? Because the temptation, and we see this with plants that get confused by the warm spells, is that you get really excited. You start to grow. You get out there, uh, maybe sit outside and have lunch or something. And then the frost comes the next day and it completely wipes out your morale. So when I start getting antsy to get out in the garden, I like to use this time to start spring preparedness. So for me, this is spring cleaning, home organization, organizing garden tools and cleaning seed trays, just doing all of the really boring things that once the weather is nice, I don't really want to spend time doing. So January and February are good times to do all of your planning and organizing so that you can spend more time outside once the weather warms up. And yesterday, we got all of our seeds that we're going to be planting this year, which is so exciting. And so in the next few weeks, we're actually going to be starting some of our cold weather vegetables indoors. So things like spinach and lettuce and Brussels sprouts. So it'll be really exciting to get those started. And when you plant the seeds, it really does feel like you're part of this uh, natural cycle. It's a little spell to help usher in the spring. And I don't want to neglect the Southern Hemisphere, so I'll just mention that at this time around Imolk in the Northern Hemisphere, the Southern Hemisphere is halfway between the summer solstice and the fall equinox. The festival on the wheel of the year that relates to this is Lunasat, which is the height of summer. Everything is growing and lush, but it's also this transitional time when soon the days will be noticeably shorter as the season moves towards autumn. So Lunasa is a threshold between the summer and the fall seasons. But no matter where you are in the world, you'll start seeing those early signs that signal that a new season is starting and that the wheel of the year is about to make another turn. All right, time to reflect on our episode draw from last episode. We drew an oracle card from the Wild Whiskers deck. We drew the Curious Cat, Independence, Intuition, and Balance, Agile Hunter, Protector, and Friend, Summon the Mystical Magic of Nature. So I really focused on the summoning nature part of that card, but that is not how it showed up for me. (laughs) I did my New Year Tarot spread between the last episode and this one, and man, in that spread did I get hit hard with the message of balance. My 2023 tarot card is temperance. And when I did my monthly card draw, and I also asked several questions as part of the spread for the year, and balance and intuition came up so strongly in the reading. And it's clear that I've been almost ignoring this message of balance that I've seen in other places. And now it's coming at me hard. No way to miss it. So um, yeah, it's, it's come at me so hard that even in the most practical sense, I've started doing yoga because I just feel like I really need to tune into this message of balance with everything I'm doing, you know, in every aspect of my life. So this curious cat card really showed up for me in this 2023 reading as this clear message that I need to embody the intelligent, intuitive balance of a cat, and it's just what I need this year, and that's how that card showed up for me, and this is why it's always so good to reflect on your card pulls, because you'll gain a better understanding of that card or just see what you might have been ignoring or not seeing from the reading. And this will always help to improve and deepen your understanding of tarot and of oracle cards. So I hope you also can reflect on that card and whatever happened to you that week um, and that you got a nice message from it. Okay, before we get too far into this episode, I just want to say that I'm not feeling very well today today. So i just very low energy, and you might hear it in my voice. I apologize. I'm going to try to keep it upbeat and not too slow for you guys, but just if it feels a little low energy, it's just because I'm not feeling well, but we'll we'll get through it together. So with that covered, we'll go ahead and move on to our main topic. We're talking about Imbil today, and I'm doing this episode a few weeks before just to give you some time to think about it before it's here. I always like to have time to plan and get in the mood for the holiday, so all the seasonal episodes will do hopefully a few weeks before the holiday just to give you a little time to soak it all in. So what is Imolc? It's a pagan holiday that sits at the midpoint between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. It marks a threshold between these two very different seasons, and it's a Celtic-Irish-Scottish in origin But holidays around this time can be seen in many other cultures, sort of this ushering in of spring, a noticing of the seasonal change from winter to spring. So Imolc is spelled I-M-B-O-L-C, and sometimes it's pronounced with a silent B, sometimes you can hear it. I think I change it up and say it both ways. I'm not exactly sure how it's supposed to be said, but... um, I've heard people say it both ways. And it's thought to be an old Irish word meaning in the belly, or a time when sheep would be almost ready to give birth. And this was really important because that would mean that milk would be available. Nowadays we can manipulate the natural cycles of animals and get milk all the time, but that wasn't always possible. So as the winter food stores are running low, the availability of milk would have been so important. And I read, I think it was in Andrew Kiernan's The Ultimate Guide to the Witch's Wheel of the Year. Um, in that book, it says that sheep mate based on the length of the day or how much sunlight is available. And in the Northern Hemisphere, this is usually during the fall, which would mean that they would end up giving birth in the spring right around Immel. So I just think that this is really interesting that this this holiday is sort of universal in that area that... It's based on this natural cycle of an animal, and it really shows how important keeping track of these natural cycles were to keep track of food availability. This day, Imolc is also tied to the Irish goddess Brigid. She was the goddess of the hearth, of blacksmithing, fertility, creativity, poetry, and she's associated with thresholds. She has strong ties to the element of fire and is called the goddess of the eternal flame. In Kildare, Ireland, even to this day, she has a flame that must be kept lit at all times. And I really love learning about the deities that are connected to a craft, like blacksmithing, right? I talked a little bit about this, I think, in the spells episode, about how the ceramic wheel is connected to deities throughout cultures. And these crafts, the manipulation of metal, This was so significant and powerful, and it impacted civilization so much that it had to be a gift from the gods. Iron had such a huge impact on civilizations, and as the goddess of that craft, Bridget was so important to the people that she couldn't be erased, even when Christianity came to Ireland. So she was made into a saint, St. Bridget, and is celebrating in Christianity to this day as... Uh, St. Brigid's Day, and also as Candle Mass. And I just think it's important to remember that all of these celebrations are connected to the seasonal natural cycle, this sheep giving birth and the availability of milk and this signaling, the start of spring, which was just so important. One of the crafts that people do on this day is create a Brigid's Cross You've probably seen these before, even if you didn't know what it was. They're usually made out of straw or rushes, but you can find them made out of almost anything. I've seen them made out of straws before, and they're woven with either a square in the middle and four arms around it, or with a triangle in the middle and three arms around it. And the arms are usually tied at the ends with a piece of red ribbon or cloth. And these are hung above doorways or thresholds in your home, and they're meant to invite the protection and blessing of Bridget over the coming year. So I really wanted to have some nice decorations for this holiday, so I ordered rushes online a couple years ago, and I used some red ribbon to weave some Bridget's crosses to hang at the thresholds of my home. So I hang them up at my front door and my back door, and then I have a few that I just hang around the house as decorations. And they're really fun to make if you've ever braided something before, you'll definitely be able to make these. And you can look up instructions on how to make them online. They're a nice seasonal decoration for this time. I really love decorating for it. It's the first holiday of the year after Christmas. um, It's like the first time that you can get decorations out for the year, and it's really fun. Immolk falls on February 1st, which you might recognize as the day before Groundhog's Day. And this is no coincidence, right? Groundhog's Day is a completely secular celebration that uses an animal to divine the arrival of spring or the continuation of winter. And we know that every year, no matter what, we're going to have more winter. But it's still this marker to get our hopes up, to let us know that the end of winter is in sight, that spring will be coming soon, right? And using animals to signal the change of a season, especially spring... an ancient practice. Spring was such an important time. When spring arrived, it meant that food could be grown again, people might be running low on the food that they had stored for winter, so the first signs of spring were crucial for morale and for survival. Nature always shows signs of a changing season, and animals will start coming out of burrows, birds will get more active, and all over the world people have looked for these signs of animals stirring to let them know that spring is on the way. In the Llewellyn Sabbath Essentials book for Imbolc, it says that in Scotland, snakes come out of the ground, and that would be a sign of spring, and that people would actually go and bang on the ground as a way to stir the snakes to bring on an earlier spring. Imbolc really is about this time of waking from winter and preparing for spring, Spring is within sight. It's usually in mid-February that our first flowers in the garden start to come up, and there are these little dwarf irises that are beautiful deep purple, and they usually get snowed on, but they always endure. They can stand the cold, and they offer this little bit of hope for us that even though it's still freezing out, that the days are getting longer, there's more light available, and the ground is warming up. And Growing light is something that's celebrated on Imulk. Traditionally, it's a fire festival, so having fire or lighting in a candle is a good way to celebrate um, the increasing light and the warmth coming from the longer days. So really, no matter where you live, there will be signs around you that the season is getting ready to change. These signs may be very subtle, but try to take notice of them. This is also a time, at least here, when the CSA shares start becoming available. I think uh, right around the beginning of February is when this happens. So, CSA is a community supported agriculture where you get to pr- you get the produce directly from a local farm. We did this last year for the first time, and it was amazing. I really wanted to challenge us to eat more seasonally, and this really helped with that. It provided so many vegetables that we didn't need to buy groceries really at all for the, you know, like four months or five months that it ran. And I really recommend trying a CSA if that's available where you are. For me, it really took a lot of stress out of meal planning too, because we just had to eat whatever they gave us. And when the CSA shares start popping up, it's a clear sign for us here that spring is on the way. So this leads us to gardening and seed starting. Now, it's usually too cold at Imbolc to be planting anything outside and even for anything to start growing, but a lot of plants are triggered by day length. And around this time, the days are getting noticeably longer. So there's enough light for things to start growing. I mentioned in the seasonal section that we usually start seeds indoors at this time. And if you don't have a seed starting setup, you can plant seeds and place them in like a windowsill but things like spinach, lettuce, Brussels sprouts, beets, radishes, and other greens are usually what we're starting around right now because those are all frost-hardy and will be available to survive planting before the final frost date. Planting seeds always just makes me so excited and gets me so in the mood for the warmth and the extra daylight and the excitement of gardening and growing things. So if you can do it at all, I highly recommend it, even if you just get like an already- potted plant, um, basil or something. It's really fun and, um, you will notice that the plants start thriving more in the daylight, um, or in the light that's growing at this time for spring. Immolk is also a time that's associated with purification and cleansing and renewal. So while it's still cold out, it's a great time to start your spring cleaning. To get rid of all the staleness that may have settled during winter. I like to make my own cleaning solutions and then I can choose what scent I want them to have by adding essential oils. So for Imulk, I like to choose a nice crisp scent like lemon and juniper or lime and juniper. You can also add stones to your cleaning supplies to make them more magical for this time. Um, maybe citrine as a firestone to bring the spring warmth and freshness, or quartz or selenite, as a clean, clear, fresh energy. And even if you don't make your own cleaning supplies, that's fine. You can add stones to whatever products you use to make them a little more magical and just help clear out any stale energy in your space, as well as the physical dust and grime. Housewitch actually makes magical cleaning products, too. If you don't trust yourself to make your own cleaning products, their line is called Countermagic so you could give that a try too. And I'll give you the recipe that I use for my general cleaning solution. It's really simple. I mix it up in a 12-ounce spray bottle. I do three-fourths of the bottle filled with a really cheap um, high-proof vodka, like Everclear, and fill the rest with water. Then I add a teaspoon of liquid castile soap, and then about four drops of whatever essential oil I want to scent it with, like lemon or lime uh, mixed with something a little more earthy. So throw in a crystal to that if you want to give it a little extra magical energy and you're ready to go. And you can clean everything and invite that cleansing and renewing energy so that you can cross that threshold of winter into spring with clarity. Welcome to the Rituals That Work section. Because Imolk is a threshold day, it's really good for divination. So this ritual that I'm gonna to share today is one of caromancy, or I like to call it waxomancy because it's done with candle wax, <laughs> but it's really called caromancy. So the way it works is to pour the melted wax from a candle into a bowl of cold water so that the wax solidifies and forms shapes. These shapes can then be read to divine a meaning. So this type of divination reading is really good for developing your intuition because you don't have to look up any meanings for the shapes that you see. You can just use whatever meanings are completely unique to you. So for this ritual, start with some deep grounding and calming breaths. If you wanna call in circle, If that's something you do, go ahead and do that first. I like to do it because it just sets a sort of magical space and gets my mind in that magical mode. So you can call in the directions. East is associated with air, south with fire, west with water, and north with earth. And just think of those energies as you welcome them and acknowledge them in your space. You can use any type of candle for this. Tea lights work really good, though, because they naturally allow the wax to build up when it melts, so you can um, use it to pour. But you'll light your candle and allow it to burn for about 30 minutes or until the top layer is completely liquid. When you light the candle, think about what message the season has, what energy you'll need to welcome in to cross this threshold into spring. While the candle is burning, you can get a bowl I like to use a ceramic offering bowl and fill it with cold water. You can throw a few ice cubes in it just to make sure it's really cold so that that wax solidifies. And this is what you're going to pour the wax into. So once your wax has melted, blow out the candle and carefully pick it up. You can do this with tongs or with an oven glove if it's too hot. And pour the wax into the dish of water. The wax will solidify. And you're going to look at whatever forms are created by the wax and whatever feelings or messages come through from those shapes. Use your intuition for this. Try not to look up any definitions for the shapes or the figures that you see and write down everything that comes to you. Anything that you see, how it makes you feel. Think about what it means to you and just any feelings or meanings that are triggered. Write, write them down in a journal, whatever message comes up, and use it to help you through this transitional time. Just a little housekeeping before the episode draw. On the next episode, we're going to be talking about cats and cat magic. Yay! I did a cat spell last year and it really motivated me to start the podcast, so I'm excited to share that and all of my cat magic resources with you. So, tune in next time and thanks for listening all right welcome to the episode draw segment so today we're using the anima mundi tarot deck and i'm gonna shuffle the deck and draw a card and i'm going to step away from the mic to shuffle it so that it's not too loud So we got the death card which on the animal mundi tarot is a snake with roses around it at the bottom and its tail is becoming um it's shedding its skin off so did the death card is number 13 in the major arcana and the death card has this element of renewal and transformation to it, right? So especially in this card, in this deck, it really focuses on that with the snake shedding its skin to become something new. There is an aspect of something ending with the death card. Something is coming to an end. Maybe it's winter, right? (laughs) On this Imulk episode. But there is definitely this aspect of something being renewed. Uh, shedding something that we no longer need, that is no longer serving us, so that we can be our new transformed selves. So for these next few weeks until the next episode, think about what you can shed, what skin you no longer need, what masks you no longer need to be wearing, and what face you want to show to the world. So think about what can come to an end and what new beginnings you're excited for and ready to share. I hope you have a great few weeks, and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Becoming Witchy podcast. Do you have questions on your Becoming Witchy journey? Or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the podcast? Send us an email at podcast at bramblebrimstone.com. If you're interested in our newsletter, head over to our show notes, where you can find the Bramble and Rimstone Instagram, where you can sign up. We would love for you to join our Coven community. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, please rate and review us. It helps others find the podcast, and we so appreciate your support.